0: okay hey guys what's up so we're back with another episode of crushing we have a guest on this week this is super exciting first guest of the crushing reboot um i have taylor noel on with me right now hi hey um so i found out about taylor because she popped up on my spotify recommended and then like amazingly agreed to be on an episode of crushing so do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself to get things started? Uh,
1: first of all, that's so cool. I didn't necessarily know that was how you found me, so <laughs> thanks, Spotify algorithm, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my name is Taylor. Uh, I actually grew up in Los Angeles, um, Sherman Oaks area, and I've been living in Nashville for like the last eight years. Um, and yeah, music has just been kind of—I always knew it was like my my love kind of like wasn't sure if it was what I wanted to pursue and then finally when I went to college I ended up going to Belmont University here in Nashville okay. and it was something where I kept being like oh like music can just be my hobby and I'll do uh I'll go work in the industry and then the more I did that I was just like not happy not feeling fulfilled and feeling like I was like Well, I'm doing myself a disservice if I don't even let myself try. Like I'm just, you know, I'm making music and writing music, but I have this like resistance to like just doing it, going for it. And so I finally just made that choice for myself and have just been super happy with it. It's definitely not been like easy road, but it's, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else for sure.
0: I feel like a lot of people can relate to like that when it comes to some doing, doing something creative, because oftentimes I feel like people are sort of afraid to like pursue the creative thing. So then they end up pursuing things adjacent to it and then realize like, oh shit, like this isn't where my passion lies. So I think it's really admirable that you were able to um, make that shift.
1: Thanks. Um, And I also just kind of feel like it's given me freedom to like still also pursue things adjacent to it. Like now I've discovered I love photography. So I love like getting to take pictures of some of my other friends that are artists. And I love like the marketing side. So I've kind of been like trying to like figure out, like crack the code of TikTok and like try to help out whatever friends I can with that. So if that one day leads me back around full circle, like when I'm in my like 30s or 40s or something to decide that's where I am excited to be, Like, I feel like there's not so much of like shame that was like where I was coming from when I was like deciding what to do. Cause it was something where I was like, I'm going to be ashamed if I don't, if I'm not the most famous artist in the world. And Uh now I'm like, no, like I need to do music because I love it and because it brings me fulfillment. And I don't need to like put my own self-worth into that. And now I can just not judge myself so hard and just do things I'm excited about.
0: Right. No, I feel the same way. Um, Like I I do a lot of writing, I guess, creatively and for my classes. And that's something I hope to pursue in the future. And Mm -hmm. like, I've definitely been struggling with like, oh, like this is the creative thing that I do, but that's separate from like me and myself. And like when somebody criticizes my creativity or like they don't like it, like that's not a reflection of me. It's just like, that's my work, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like I can definitely relate on that front um okay cool well when did you uh start when did you like make the shift to um like do the thing
1: um I so I feel like there's like a couple different sort of phases of it but so I grew up in California Mm -hmm. and um sort of was just doing music fully by myself there like I played piano played guitar my dad sort of taught me the foundations, the basics, and then kind of self-taught from there, okay. and it was very much like I don't have a community here. I'm just playing piano at home. I have no connections to the industry, nothing, and so that's where I was just like the love was grown, and then when I moved to Nashville, I feel like the music industry is much more like accessible and much more of a community, especially going to Belmont. That was easier for me to like get in touch with,
0: okay. and
1: I feel like I was still just like, I didn't have like, um, I could connect with industry people, but I wasn't so much like meeting other musicians. So I was still kind of writing songs alone on piano and guitar, maybe co-writing on piano and guitar, but I still didn't really have a mind for production. So all my songs were very kind of singer songwriter but didn't really have a very specific lane. It was just whatever I kind of came up with. And so I actually did put out an EP in like twenty. 20- Fifteen, I think and like it was cool like I really am like proud of myself for for writing those songs and putting a project together but I feel like it was a little bit like disjointed and that's not that's not to blame of the producer or anything it was more just like I didn't have a clear idea of what I wanted my music to sound like right and then there was it just like timed out really well that I released the project and then I got to go abroad to London and so then I'm totally disconnected from anyone I knew in the music industry and you know I'm riding the tube around and just spending a lot of time by myself and I kind of came to the realization of oh my god like all the music I'm listening to nothing sounds like what I just created and I'm not why why would I continue creating things that don't sound anything like what I actually like to listen to and even the playlists that the songs were landing on. I'm like, this is awesome. But like, I would never listen to this playlist. Like they were all great songs, but it was just like, this is not where my my taste and where my like joy and love for music comes from. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was like a hard moment, like kind of crushing because it was like, oh shoot, I missed the mark. But it also is nice to like realize it and be like, okay, well, how can I, get the target I want to hit yeah so then when I came back is when I was just very actually starting to pay attention to like what do I want my songs produced out to sound like Mm -hmm. and I just started I don't you know I'm not I'm still trying to like get a hang of actually using Logic and other kind of like music production Uh software myself but it was I was at least turning on the producer brain to have a little bit more of like thought When I tried to approach songs so that they all could live in a similar world. And even just having that intentionality just immediately really brought so many wonderful people into my life that I still work with that could help. Yeah, it's so
0: interesting how, like, just like shifting your intention to like, Honor something that you love to do can change everything because it's like yeah. from a place that's really authentic. Um, yeah, yeah, that's super awesome. Uh okay. Well, thanks for telling us a little bit about how you got into music and stuff. Um, let's kick things off with the first song you recommended. Uh, this is Provider by Frank Ocean. <laughs>
2: Yeah, my best friend ain't back and I still on sight. Fool I'm the only one out here on the night loops. I'm the only one out here on the night loops. Trophy case still light body need a race stripe. And these minerals on my body break light. And these reds on my body break light. New man coming up ahead on his own too. You a natural blondie like cocoon. Sleeping on my belly and I loop like a serpent. Talking, heads rippling on the surface. Eyes loaching, baby, shooting gator. Moonwalking, our peace, and the cool. You had you some birthdays, could you prove it? Show me the wisdom and your movement. Show me some wisdom and your movement. Don't you go bad, you go I know.
0: so
1: far. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like when you thinking about like the title of your thing called crushing and like having a crush, I feel like that song has like such crush vibes to me. Like for sure. I changed my life all for you. Oh.
0: <laughs> ah, okay. So yeah, you like, you got to before me, but as you know, <laughs> this show is about crushes as a lens for self-discovery. You talked a little bit about like music as a first crush. And like, I could say the same thing about surfing um, or writing but do you have a notable like romantic crush or like celebrity crush, um, that helped you learn more about yourself that you feel like, you? um, play? I feel like I've had probably like
1: two main crushes in my life. Mm-hmm. And one was pretty unhealthy and one was like pretty healthy. And yeah. thankfully I'm like still dating the one that was okay. healthy. <laughs> <Yay>. There's hope. <laughs> we love growth. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like the first one was like, like probably like pretty like unrequited, like love from afar, like, Mm -hmm. and you know, I had all these feelings for them and they were not reciprocated, but it was sort of something where like, that was like what I could turn and put all my music into word. And so like, in a way, like, even though things didn't work out between us, probably definitely shouldn't have, because I was probably crazy um it was nice that I had all these really intense feelings to write about and to learn about myself from um and like one of my favorite words that I learned from that time was uh I think it's limerence Mm -hmm. and limerence I just googled it just to make sure I get it right Limerence is a state of infatuation or obsession with another person that it involves all-consuming passion and intrusive thoughts. I feel like I wasn't probably that <laughs> insane, but just the idea of, like, I feel like I was, like, fascinated at the time of, like, okay, like, I'm a very reasonable person, and, like, this guy is, like, a guy, like, yeah, I think he's great, but, like, why am I so affected by this? Right. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely super nice to be able to look back on it and not be so affected, but it's still uh, super interesting to think about, and, you know, it sucked at the time, but I am genuinely happy I kind of got to, like, grow in that way, and actually, I was just um, in New Orleans this weekend, uh-huh. and I walked into a bookstore, hang on, Okay. and I found this book, which maybe knowing I was about to do your show is what really, like, triggered in my okay. head, but it's called Love Sickness in the Middle Ages. Oof. Which I feel like sort of that same thing. And it's crazy that this has just been around for so long. I'm literally like four pages into it, but just, yeah, everybody, everybody goes through that, that one crush. That's just so consuming that you don't even understand why it is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I, I like can definitely relate on that front. So like, as, since I was like 15, I'd like had a crush on this guy. Um, that was my friend. And like, again, like an unrequited situation. And it's like, I projected so much onto him to the point where like, I feel like he was just like a mirror for like all of this self-growth that I had to mm-hmm. do like everything I wanted to be. And like I was like talking to a family friend about it recently and she was like yo Maya like if you at 15 saw where you are now you'd be like holy shit like I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do and it's kind of like yeah yeah, like like I like I feel like crushes are just like a way for us to explore like what we want and what we Mm -hmm. like um before we've even like I don't know like figured it out like on like a rational logical level mm. but yeah the idea of like love sickness since the middle ages like it's so funny because I feel like crushes are just the thing like love sex crushes relationships like that shit like we're gonna be obsessed with it humans are gonna be obsessed with this forever like it just oh, yeah no nope. like it doesn't end like people are always gonna make art about it yep um,
1: yep for sure absolutely Um, And it is nice that it doesn't always have to be such a negative thing, too, because then I feel like now, like, my boyfriend and I, like, Mm
0: -hmm. we both
1: totally had crushes on each other. And it was something where, like, it sort of was like, he had a crush on me. And then I started getting a crush on him. And then it was just like this perfect timing moment. And then we had our perfect little moment with a bow on it. And now we've been dating four years. And it's amazing. (laughs)
0: Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah.
1: And so actually that Frank, uh, Frank Sinatra, Frank Ocean <laughs> song was. It was after we started, after we had like confessed our feelings to each other, but it was total like giddy honeymoon stage kind of thing. Where okay. it, it still really was like,
0: oh my gosh, like I love this guy. Like yeah. I have such a crush on him. <laughs> oh, that's so cute, dude. You like you give me hope. Like I I'm <laughs> in the like dating thing, like it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. And like, everything is, I don't know, everything's wrong. And then like, I feel like I'm like, oh, there's like a couple things, like maybe like something's working. And then I'm like, wait, 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 like Mm. what's going on? Like, I want to like, be sure about this. Like, I don't want to get hurt. Like it's so I'm really bad at being in like the talking stage. I just want to know. I'm like, yeah, done with you if you're going to hurt me. Yeah. I want to know that I'm going to fall in love with you. Like, I hate this.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I feel like I've kind of always been like that. And like, I feel like that's maybe why like with the first crush I had, like the main one where I was just like, oh my God, I like you so much and you just don't have those feelings back. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like they just went away because I wasn't really in it to just be like, I don't know. I feel like I just followed my feelings for a long time. And just, it wasn't so much like, who am I looking for? It's like, Oh, if I have feelings for you, like I want to be together. And just because you say you don't want to, doesn't necessarily make them go away. And then I just happen to get lucky, (laughs) but I feel like you'll, you'll find that person.
0: Yeah. It's I'm, (laughs) I'm optimistic sometimes, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm just, I'm just living, just, you know, taking it step by step. Um, all right, cool. So let's take another song break. Um, this is Something Sweet by Keith. I've never actually heard this song before. Um, okay, this song
1: is there's a guy who's a photographer in Nashville. Okay.
0: Um,
1: his name is Hudson. I'm such a loser because I'm blanking on his last name right now. Um, and I literally didn't even know that he did music um and a friend of mine like was like have you heard Hudson's music and I was like no and she played it for me and I was literally so floored um and I don't even know if he knows that I'm like a huge fan of his because I don't want to be weird about it but I literally listened to this project like once a week like I think it's so soothing
0: it's so funny when you're like low-key like crushing on like a friend's music and you're like yeah all the time like you don't even know (laughs) yeah so if he
1: happens to see this this is my confession that like I'm obsessed with your project well
0: now now we've gotta we've gotta take a listen now okay uh here we go Awesome. Thanks for sharing that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, especially the ending of that song, they're like, can we hang some more just over and over and over? I'm like, yes. Like Like, this is like,
0: like I want to hang out again. I want to hang out again. Yeah. Um, okay. Dope. Um, have you ever like written a song about one of your crushes? Like you talked about, you know, using crushes (laughs) unrequited love putting it into your art you want to talk a little about about like what your process is with that like what your experience is like writing about other people yeah I feel like yeah
1: that was definitely a starting out point like and it's actually funny I rediscovered my old laptop the other day from like early high school Mm -hmm. that has all of my I don't know why this was my outlet for it but I had like my photo booth on Mm -hmm that laptop and that was where I would just take little videos of myself like playing songs so there was a whole bunch of songs I didn't even remember I wrote about that crush at the time and it was just like really wholesome to like watch all of them because it was definitely like yeah a lot of them like kind of sucked like they were not good but I also watching them all like in order like in quick succession like I could totally see growth happening Mm -hmm. and like just having like a subject to put all my feelings into, was also allowing me to grow as a songwriter. Um, And I think I also used to have a sense of like, uh, embarrassment about just writing about the same subject over and over. But then like, I feel like recently I've started actually paying attention to songs and albums and projects I really love. And a lot of them are like the same thing, it's like, how many, it's not that you need to have a collection of like every topic you can think of. It's like, no, how many ways can I look at this one subject through like a prism of like, well, here's how I'm feeling about it now. Well, here's how I'm feeling about it now. Well, here's how it affects me in this way. And I think that's really interesting to, you know, there's no one song that's gonna be your full emotions about something you can have like a hundred about one topic. So um, yeah, I think rediscovering that was sort of like, okay, I was like on the right track. Like I felt like maybe I wasn't doing it right. And I don't necessarily love all those songs, but I think just having something that was so moving to me was really valuable. Um, And I do feel like I'm more of a songwriter that really I'm not so much of a like sit around and think of song titles kind of songwriter. I'm not so much of like come up with concepts, come up with a story. And I really do respect songwriters that are like that. Um, but I think that I've come to peace with the fact that like, no, like I sort of have like a few themes that really resonate in my life that I really like exploring. And I definitely like to come up with clever titles or clever things that come, come to me regarding them, but it's much more, um, I find a lot of fulfillment out of just sitting down and finding a little melodic, uh, chord loop thing. And then just kind of like seeing what comes out, like definitely drawing from the subconscious and then seeing what kind of comes to the surface. And oftentimes I'm pretty surprised
0: (laughs) for sure. Yeah, I feel like that approach is like really natural, and I think you know, you you touched on how like the creative process can be really different for different people, and like some people, you know, they think about a lot of different subjects and they want to write a lot about a lot of different things, and they want like cute little catchy songs about a shit ton of stuff. But then like other people, their subconscious fixates on a couple different things, like you, you know. So that's like mm-hmm. really interesting about your creative process. And honestly, I can definitely relate to that. Like I like in my writing classes, I'm asked to write these mini essays every week. And the prompts are always different, but I always end up writing about the same things. Like I'm always Mm -hmm. talking about love. I'm always talking about surfing. Sometimes I talk Mm -hmm. about music. Sometimes I talk about my family, but like, that's kind of, those are like my things. That's what I think about. And like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like that's like where the authentic voice comes out is like when you just like let your mind go to the subconscious. Yeah. Um, hundred percent.
1: Do you know the Enneagram?
0: Like, is that? I don't know. I don't know what. There's like nine personality types. There's like, oh, yeah. 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 And you can have wings.
1: Do you know what yours is?
0: No, I don't. Because so I like, I used to think that mine was like the Steve Jobs one, which would imply that like I'm a thinker and that I don't like use feelings, but that's just false. Like, I know like that I intrinsically like go with my feelings and not like my head. Well, it's not
1: so much. I don't know which one that one is is that the is that the Myers-Briggs like oh that's Myers-Briggs
0: I guess that's different then yeah so Enneagram
1: is like literally just numbers like one two three four five six seven eight nine and I swear it's like my absolute favorite personality test like definitely recommend it because I feel like I felt the same way that like whenever I got my Myers-Briggs it felt like it did not resonate with what I felt like I was yeah but Enneagram like I feel like really like I was like oh my god that's me like so that I'm hurt like, my feelings because it's me <laughs> yeah and I feel like so I'm a two okay. and like let me just google it so that I can say it a little bit more <laughs> concisely mm-hmm. um but I feel like learning I was a two suddenly made me even see my own songs as like oh my god like I really truly am that but the Enneagram two is the helper at their best they are kind generous warm-hearted in times of disintegration They can be manipulative, people pleasing and master codependent. And so like, it's very much like I realized how much I like rely on other people expressing their love to me and that like, all I want is for someone to love me back, (laughs) which like I can be like a generous person, but then sometimes I can be like, oh, I'm only doing this because I want you to care about me back. And suddenly looking at so many of my songs, I was like, oh my God, like this is me just begging for them to love me back and for them to give me attention. And how can I, how can I be there for you? How can I make you love me? Um, So I think that there's also like a positive way to be a two and not so much like needy, but like, you know, wanting to care for other people, I think is valuable (laughs) and it doesn't have to be so like, let me just express my love for you without asking for anything in return so i think that's sort of been like once i started putting my finger on that and being like oh like yeah. i need to be aware of this and not be not be codependent but still be able to express my love without right. any expectation of something in return and then that that emotion started feeling up in my songs also
0: yeah dude um, it's that self awareness like yeah. i Oh my God. So I feel like I've like really like hit a stride with my like self awareness in regards to my love life. And so I'm like, okay, like I know when I'm in the talking stage with somebody, I immediately want to try to like figure out the answers, try to control what's going to happen and like force them into being with me. Like, and like sometimes I'm like, do that. And I'm like, I'm just going to have sex with this person and like, then they're going to fall in love with me. Like, I like do desperate things, like whatever they may be in so many different forms to like, try to get the person to like me but mm-hmm. it is like now I'm like okay Maya pause like you can't control it like they're either gonna like you or they can't or they're not and so then you yeah. just need to stop so literally uh this week I'm like okay like do nothing like literally do nothing just like wait and see like time's gonna tell and yeah. that's like basically the hardest thing ever for me but honestly yeah. like it's the only thing that's gonna work and like this is this is new this is self-growth so oh we'll see- yeah I don't know. (laughs) But proud of you. Thanks. Thanks, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Let's uh should we listen to your song now? Or yeah, Yeah? totally.
1: I feel like this this song actually kind of like is the beginning of like me being like, so this one I wrote about my boyfriend, like when we were first sort of Talking stage, and you can kind of hear some of the oh no, wait, sorry. The next one's a teller creator one, but you could play my song next. I'll just, I could play your one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it was sort of like there's a part where I'm like, I swear my intentions are good. I'll take care of you, like I said I would. And it was just like, I care about you so much, and I have such strong feelings about you, and I want you to know, like, that all I want is to be able to love you. Like, there's nothing I need out of you other than, like, I just want the opportunity to be able to love you and care about you and see where we can go with this. Yeah. Um, so this was definitely, like, honeymoon stage, crush. Like, we know we both have feelings, but it's also very new and, like, you know, is it something that's just, like, you know, having fun? Or is it like, oh, is there actually a future here?
0: Yeah, totally. Gosh. Oh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> Intentions are good I'll take care of you
0: what's it like coming out with a song that like, you know, is about somebody and then like, you know, people, you know, are going to listen to it. Like, do you ever like have like weird feelings about that?
1: Um, yes, but also like, I don't know. I feel like this song in particular, I had no weird feelings about because we were fully, fully dating Right. By the time it came to like actually like record it and yeah. put it out and everything. So yeah. he was more like very proud of it, very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it is definitely like a complicated thing um, to, you know, write about someone, especially if like you can kind of they can tell or other people in your life can tell what it's uh, about. Yeah. Um, And I think that's always something that you should try to approach with like respect. Um, I've had experiences where, not even like romantic where i put out a song about um a friendship that had like you know gone through a rough patch and it was something where they like really had their feelings hurt and mm-hmm. um that was something that i had to come to terms with and you know be honest with them that i had no intention of hurting them and it was just an expression of my feelings of the situation but that like i was really sorry and that I in no way wanted to hurt them. And, you know, like, I don't know, like I I would never want to actively put out something that makes someone feel uncomfortable. Um, And uh, with regards to putting out something about a crush, like I would have no, (laughs) I don't think I have any kind of shame about that. Like I've definitely put out songs about someone like back with the unhealthy, crush that I had talked about before. Like I had put out a song and performed a song that like he fully knew was about him and like we openly talked about it.
0: Right. Um
1: and I was just kind
0: of like, yeah, like I wrote it. Like that's yeah. how I feel. You're yeah. aware. It's kind um, of like stay like sticking with your gut and like s- defending like I don't know like if you do something and you know why you're doing it, if somebody asks you about it, you can always like articulate it, you know, like yeah. like grounded in your decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think
1: there's anything wrong with like expressing your emotions about how you feel. And like, if you're embarrassed for them to know and still releasing it, like that's on you then. like, yeah. <laughs> um, And I guess you can like hide it. However, I mean, I definitely don't think I would stand behind like openly, like slandering someone in a song. And I think that in the situations I've been in, I feel like I always, you know, tried to make someone, I never try to make someone a villain. I mm-hmm. never want to like, just say like, I am the hero of the story. Like no one, no one's ever perfectly right. Sure. But yeah. now we're going to talk about crushes. I say, do whatever you got to do to get through <laughs> your feelings. Like,
3: or should we get shot?
1: Like, I think it's really cool to use your song to like, tell someone how you feel. And there's another song I've written about my boyfriend that like, we were very, very beginning stages. And I just sent him a song that was, it's called End of the Night. I didn't include it in this. Cause yeah, I, I know that one. It. But, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I was just kind of
0: like, I really like you. Like, you yeah, for you. And that's pretty cute. Low key. Like, like, I like I'm like. have that. I'm like always like using this radio show to do that. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Because if they liked me, then they'll listen. They're going li- to only listen to it if they actually like me, right? Like, All right. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the logic there. Um, yeah, no, that's like, yeah, you're right. Like you just shouldn't care. And like, I I think like the thing you said about the friend though was pretty interesting, but it's like, um, you could like make the art about it, but then always like have an open conversation after the fact
1: yeah yeah. And like, as long as you're not out here like doxing someone, like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> using, like personal personal information that is like easily identifiable, like I really do support like if you have something on your heart, like you should be able to express it in music. But, yeah, I think an open dialogue is really important. And you know, treating people like human beings that are worth, you know, dignity and respect, yeah, is- absolutely intention number one
0: <laughs> absolutely okay um yeah let's hear that tyler song now um i love this song is- i feel like this song is just like heart eyes
1: emoji like uh-huh. yeah
0: okay <laughs>
2: Air, you and know, try to serve. We the spot. I can get your number and we be tourists. Let's go to Cannes and watch a couple indie movies that you never heard of. Listen to bands, go and dance, just go to France on perfume, head in the wind. We can switch off. I can show you how you can really exfoliate skin. If you got a man, you should cut it off. Get your because we run it off. We can city talk. You can tell me everything that's on your chest, baby. Get it off. You're my type. You're a bright light, and I'm like a moth. This is not a game. What's your name,
3: girlfriend? What's your name?
2: What's your name, girlfriend?
3: What's your name? What's your name, girlfriend?
2: What's your name? girlfriend? name?
1: so fun
0: um awesome okay so like I feel like the song Loki kind of touched on this but what do you think is like the future of love in 2022 like okay like people are coming over like they're watching we're Netflix and chilling like we're going on hinge dates we're going on bumble dates are we having meet cutes in real life like what's the story hot take
1: I genuinely like i wish i had like a great hot take but i swear like i i'm pretty grateful i have a boyfriend that i'm obsessed with that we can just be little homebodies because like for me like i see people who are uh, my friends that are like out in the dating pool right now like i just want them all to like find their person because it seems like it is such a process like Uh for so many people Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I just will always love a classic meet cute friends of friends kind of thing. You meet at a party, you meet at whatever. Um, I think that apps are honestly really great. I do know a lot of people that have met like amazing people through apps. And I do think that the apps like dating apps can help with the sense of like, well, I know everybody in this town already, or I know everyone in my social circle and they're they're all taken or they're not someone I'm interested in or something like that. So I, I just don't know. I, I think that people love to get, I think it's, it's valuable to just find someone in real life and like have those feelings like ignited in a place where you don't necessarily yeah. expect it to happen rather than, you know, an app where all you're doing is thinking about do I want to date this person? Do I want to date this person?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, like you've definitely touched on something there like that's like the inherent like tricky thing about the app is that it like instantly puts pressure on it Mm -hmm. and then it's like I feel like in my app experiences it just gets rushed because of that because like I put too much expectations on it or Mm -hmm. because the person like isn't like in your life actually like there are no stakes and so then it's like What's the incentive to continue to see each other? Like
1: yeah. It's yeah.
0: weird. Like if you're not meeting organically. Um mm-hmm. but like then again, it's like, well, I've like been, you know, doing online school at UCLA. And it's like I haven't been going out as much because of Omicron, but like I'm gonna, you know, like now it's like yeah, yeah. down and like it's fine. But like all of last year and like especially, I guess like for the last month, it's been like, okay, online dating's kind of the way, like until I can like go meet people in my real life but, yeah and then it's like you know sometimes I mean like I I just met someone on an app and I'm like oh my god like I think I like this person and like it's really overwhelming because it's like mm-hmm. I don't know like what the story is right so like yeah who knows?
3: Who yeah like, I think I that I those,
0: <laughs> those like
1: institutions in your life where you get the chance to just casually see people often are like so important and so that's what's so hard about the pandemic is like you know if you're not in a class with them or going to work with them or you know on some sports team or something or other like you don't get the sort of casual interactions that let you get to truly know them unless you're both invested enough to create those opportunities
0: right So I
1: don't know if that means we should all be signing up for art classes together and then get get to spend time like that. But
0: I'm also like kind of wondering if it like kind of apps make it work in reverse. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like I see this person I'm attract I know that like, I'm okay. Like I like their photos. So like, I might be physically attracted to them. That's like one, two, it's like conversation on the app goes well. Three is like, okay, we met in person. I confirm that I'm attracted to them. I confirm that we vibe, like we hook up, whatever. And then it's like, oh, okay. Like, wait, now I need to go back. I need to get to know them. Yeah, yeah. now
1: I need to actually spend time. And like, do I enjoy being around this yeah, person? Now can,
0: now we need to be friends. Like, yeah, 100%. yeah,
3: <laughs> 100%.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's pretty weird. Um, Yeah. yeah. Like-
1: it's funny. Like, I wish there was a way to... I have no idea what it would be but to build something that goes the natural direction not that opposite direction
0: yeah like I don't I guess it, yeah I, I have honestly no idea what it would be well I guess it might just be like you get to like you meet someone on an app and then just like become friends which is like yeah you like like you don't like expect anything romantically but then like why are you matching them in the first place like I don't really know yeah I, I feel like I'm kind of like trying that out with someone like yeah we like we're like okay, like now let's be friends. Like let's hang out because like, yeah, don't know each other. Yeah. No, I think that's
1: like the rational way to do it. Like, I feel like there's like a spectrum of like, you can use the app in like totally douchey way and, you know, hang out with somebody and then choose to like never see them again right. even and though the they ghost. kind of gave you your like
0: time. that's like inevitable like if you're using uh-huh. tinder, like that's kind of the game but I feel like hinge bumble I don't know they like go a little outside it's that funny
1: realm. how they have different reputations like that too yeah. that like if hilarious. you're on tinder you know what you're getting into like-
0: <laughs> yeah and no, that's true it's pretty funny um all right should we wrap things up for this last song so. um it says chemicals by sg lewis i actually had heard the song or maybe i have but like i don't know it by name i don't know
1: i just got to see him in new york in like december he played at a venue there and i went with a bunch of friends and okay. oh my god it was literally so much fun and this song has been pretty much just stuck in my head since
0: i saw it and i think this is
1: yeah total crush vibe song
0: <laughs> Epic. okay let's uh let's take a listen
3: Thank you. (laughs)
0: Doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I feel
1: like it's total, like we're dancing at the club and oh my God, I'm so in love with you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like literally exactly that. Um, okay. Like, do you want to plug yourself? Like where can, where can we um,
1: find you? <laughs> my name is Taylor Noel. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever on Spotify. Um, I, Yeah i mostly I feel like I mostly live on Instagram you can kind of always find me there like literally send me a DM anything I love hearing from people um love talking to literally anyone I love making internet friends um I'm on TikTok I feel like I mostly use it as a joke but
0: <laughs> as does everyone <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and uh it's I'm kind of in like a little bit of a off-season I feel like I'm more like in creation mode than like releasing mode so I don't have anything specific to plug I feel like every now and then the Spotify algorithm is just like what if people listen to this song and they'll just kind of pick up one of my songs and new people will find it and I'm always like grateful for that so it's cool that like songs don't have to only have a life like right when they're released like I really love that people just happen to find my YouTube or find my Spotify every now and then so if you like what you heard today and you like my taste, like maybe you'll like some of my other songs. And uh, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to oh meet God. you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This has been so much fun. Um, yeah, like let's stay in touch. Thanks for being oh, yeah. on Crashing. You rocked it. Um, thank yeah, this you. Is DJ Ditch Bitch. That was episode four. Um, stay tuned next week. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Bye. For sure. Bye.
1: <laughs> Have a good one.